Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around, um, uh-oh, talking about te- teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters? Is that right? <laughs> I did it bad. Are you okay, Zach? Uh, th- I'm fine. This episode, uh, it's not so much tightly c- colored teens as, like, random stereotyped teens, I guess. So that's gonna be well, fun. Well, I don't think they're stereotypes. They're more, like, archetypes. Yes, that's true. That's fair enough. Uh, but I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we have Emily. Hey, it's me. I've been talking for a bit already, but you might not know my name to my voice, so it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Got Mike. Today, there will be a murder on this podcast. (gasps) Mine! Oh no! You're gonna die? Michael! Who's gonna kill you? I love you. That's the mystery you have to solve! (laughs) Okay, well, fair enough. I guess by the end of this episode, we'll try to figure out who killed you. Uh, and also, we've got Cassie. Hi. Hooray. Uh, Cassie, welcome back to the show. It's been a little while since we've had you on. Yeah. That's it? You don't yeah, have that, any... that's <laughs> it. Do you have any podcast okay. related news, Cassie? Why would you ask me that? Of course, you know I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe... We live together. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's something when I wasn't looking. I don't know. <laughs> she snuck in some Power Rangers, <laughs> some illicit fucking Power Rangers behind your back. Hiding in the corner, like, oh, gotta get my my Power Rangers. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're cooking it on a spoon, Power Rangers. Thank God, Emily's out of the house. Now I can get my Alpha Five fix. You're, you're cooking. Wait. You're cooking a VHS of, of Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, on a spoon. <laughs> That's such a wasted sword to get. <laughs> Why would it be a VHS? <laughs> because it's funnier. <laughs> okay. Plus, those just they just cook better than a CD. Okay. Well, you know, I've you never put tried a VHS either, in so. a microwave. Yeah, that's probably true. Don't you can put a lot of things you in can. a microwave. You can put anything that's <laughs> microwave sized in a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> but a CD will break it. I get. I think. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. So you're Emily, saying a VHS won't break a microwave? Probably. Emily, I feel like that's the kind of thing someone should get put on their tome, like tombstone is fucking, <laughs> you could put a lot of things in a microwave. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, that's a pretty good epitaph. I enjoy that. I, I now that you actually make me want to like. Obviously, I'm going to die in some hilarious like slapstick manner because there. That's just how it's gonna go. But now you want to me make me want to get my epitaph like. Stood under a piano too long, even if that's not what kills me. Just, just don't like, say, have... like, random things that would be really ironic if you died from them. Just, oh, sometimes. Just having quotation yeah. marks, you should see the goose. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, we do have some things to talk about this week. Uh, fairly briefly, but we still got them. Um, if, you t- if you remember, we had talked um, around... Maybe six months ago, or, or maybe even a little less, about the fact that the most recent Sentai uh, in Japan, um, despite the fact that it had had uh, been reviewed and re- received pretty well, it didn't have a ton of toy sales, which is kind of, in Japan, and probably here as well, honestly, what determines whether or not Sentai slash Power Rangers is, is doing well. Um, and there was a lot of talk going around in the Sentai, like, fan space, including some people on some message boards that claimed to be people who worked for, uh, Bandai and, and, and Toei and stuff that, uh, saying essentially, like, this is probably it for Sentai for a while. We're going to wrap it up and, and take a break. Um, so, uh, that said... There similarly, we have now got some uh, stuff that's been coming out of that that side of Twitter, uh, saying that in fact that is not true, uh, and we have a uh, a Sentai for twenty twenty, uh, which will be called uh, Machine Sentai uh, Kira Major, which is M A S H I N. K-I-R-A-M-E-I-G-E-R, which apparently means Demonic Advancement Sentai Kira Major. Because I, I think the last word in a, in a Sentai is always just like a fun word that sounds good and doesn't actually mean anything. Um, so, the so yeah, the rumors are that it's like a demon uh, fighting Sentai. They've done that before a couple times. The the Power Rangers is Lightspeed Rescue. I forget the name of the the um, counterpart show for it, uh, but it was a fun one. Um, well, and like Hockey oh, and, Ranger and obviously, was Yokai, which is a type of demon. Right. And uh, Samurai was uh, demons. So they've done it a couple times. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. I hope that's true. You know, obviously, uh, there's still plenty of unadapted Sentai they could use for Power Rangers, um, but it, it would be a shame if they if they stopped making them. Um, hopefully they can figure out some something to to either boost sales or, or a different way to make money so they can keep doing it. But there you go. The weird thing about it is like there's this weird subset of the Toku fandom that's like rooting for Sentai to stop, and I'm not clear on why. Is is it because they think like it's really kiddie compared to Common Rider or? I, I mean, that's I don't, weird because Common Rider can be really kiddy. Like Ghost was pretty kiddy. Like yeah, no, yeah. That's I, I mean, I'm not saying they're right to think that, but like yeah. that seems to be the perception. And the like, th- know- there's a there's a lot of things that like the Toku fandom likes to say, but doesn't actually like bear out if you look into it. They're like, oh, like old Toku used to be way dark, and it's like you you see that footage of some like 70s Sentai season. It's got a dancing refrigerator in it, and it's like it's like no, this is pretty much how always how it's been. I mean, Starfish Hitler. Like, (laughs) 
Yeah. So. I mean, like, it's not like old Sentai hasn't been dark. Because I remember, like, Julie talking about that one Sentai where the Black Ranger gets, like, stabbed before a wedding and dies. Oh, yes, that's yeah. true. But, like, it, but the like, new like... Sentai's been dark, too, probably. I mean, like, I, I don't know yeah. any case off the top of my head, but, like, I know, like, Common Rider definitely has been with, like, Amazons and stuff, but... The thing is, with, with that with that Black Ranger dying, like, that is, that's a sad thing to happen, and it's kind of a melancholy way to end your series, but I feel like, the, I don't feel like that's, like, dark and edgy. I think that's just, like, it's sad in a way that American kids' media usually isn't willing to go in, and, like, and that's not me, like, buying into the, the idea that, like, oh, yeah, like, Toku will go so much darker than kids' media here. There's just different ways that they're willing and not willing right. to go dark, you know? Well, that's what I mean, is, I, I, I don't I don't think it was edgy, but it definitely was, like, dark. Like, it's just, yeah. yeah. I've seen some people say, like, that they kind of wanted to take a break to figure itself out, which is understandable in terms of like the last couple haven't hit super well. Take a break and and kind of regroup. I get that. I mean, it, it wouldn't but... be the worst idea. I mean, Common Rider took a break for a while, you know, yeah, and it came back good. So yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, just kind of an interesting thing to note. So uh, I guess you just gotta find maybe... a way to sell more toys. Cause that's the main issue, right? Like, so I guess that dinosaur sentai already happened. God, that like. Yeah. It feels like well, it was I mean, that I mean it's it's going. It's it's currently going. Like usually they start oh, yeah. they start revving up the engines on producing the next Sentai, like I, yeah. probably I guess I about just, halfway I, through. I guess I just remember like people talking about how like oh like Lupin Ranger is gonna be the last Sentai for a while and then the dinosaur one came out and now they're saying it again. Recall like, recall that we have been doing this for about four years. Yeah, I know. I just, and Sentai it, happens every year, so I, I, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, it seems like this has yeah. been happening like a lot. With like, oh, it's gonna not happen, but then it just this does. is it. Uh, yeah, so. for sure. That's true. That's a good point. It, it, it definitely it happens, does feel like yeah. we're in a bit it's of a loop as far as it, that goes. Yeah. It's gonna feel a little bit like it, when when they when this Sentai is over and you talk about it next, it's gonna feel a little bit like Crying Wolf. You know, <laughs> I sure, don't know. We'll see what enough. happens though. So with that, uh, speaking of Crying Wolf, let's talk about a murder mystery. This is episode 45 of Power Rangers Zeo, a mystery to me. Okay, uh, let's, you- let's, let's say something just right up front about this. So this is, this is something that does happen in real life. Like people do do this for fun, but it definitely happens on TV a lot more, I think. The kind of thing where a bunch of people will go to what is effectively a costume party where some actors have set things up in advance where there's going to be a fake murder and everyone's going to pretend to be like Sherlock Holmes or Hercule Poirot or, you know, whoever, whatever other characters they want to be. Sometimes they'll make up their own characters. Sometimes they'll just wear a costume and everyone will just like, you know, they're not going to know who in the group is secretly an actor and is secretly the, you know, the quote unquote murderer. And like, we'll just play act a mystery and we'll solve it and we'll have fun. We'll act out a detective story. It's great. All in good, just good, clean, wholesome fun. The thing is, in this, this episode, episode... The way this episode does that sure is a mystery to me. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either... Either the characters don't know how this kind of thing is supposed to work, the writers don't know how this kind of thing is supposed to work. I mean, it's or definitely both, the writers. It's definitely the writers because, like, like th- the characters no- knowing it whether or not is up to the writers. So, like, yeah. it's the writers. Like, there's no <laughs> wink at the camera that the characters are doing this wrong. Yeah, yeah. 
And there's there's almost no Sentai in this episode, so it's not like they had to work around this. This this episode is almost entirely a fabrication on the American side. So like anything that's fucky with it is just them doing a bad job. So but that well, said, that said, I love this episode. It's because, very funny. Yes, yeah. half of it half of it is funny on purpose, and the other half is incredibly funny not on purpose. It is so, like if you if you're a kind of person, and if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you are. If you're the kind of person who will watch an episode of Power Rangers because it's stupid and have a great time, this might be the best episode for that so far this season. It's a, it's a it's very fun. So here's what I'll say real quick: the 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 murder mystery party. The idea of like getting together with your friends and basically LARPing a murder mystery. Um, you're right that there are places you can go to do that that are like expensive. I've, I've never done it, but I know people who have, but also there are like, you can buy like a, a box set that's basically like a D and D adventure that's like a pass out rolls. And then these, these are your answers to different questions and you did it and like, Everybody has to figure it out. I've actually done a couple of those. They can be pretty fun. Um, they're mostly, that said, I don't think this is really something that like teens would get together to do unless it was well, an excuse to, be, to make out. To be <laughs> fair, it's like Detective Stone is, is organizing this right. and it invited yeah. some teens. He invited a bunch of high schoolers, which, mm. right. So let's get into the episode. Uh, so he invited everyone, all the people he knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, you know, we've, we've noted that Jerome Stone is very successful. He has written a bunch of books. He's got a bunch of prizes on gardening and coffee making and all this stuff. He's but a multifaceted think, individual. Right. But do we think he has any friends that aren't Bulk and Skull? No. No. I don't think so either. I, I think, think you're I right. Think everyone hates him. And I think he dated <laughs> Miss Appleby for like like once because of that one episode. And then she realized he's the most boring I, cardboard man in existence and I hate that him. I'm saying I hate that I'm saying this on an episode where Lexi is not on. Um but he gives me very strong John Arbuckle vibes. <laughs> um I can I, see I, it. I think his best friend now I might... want to see Bulk in a Garfield suit and Skull in an Odie suit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I think those are the correct calls also on, the, on who's, you know who's who. You know that the only reason, the only reason Jerome Stone, Jerome the Boulder Stone, does not have a cat is because he considers all of his plants to be his pets. Yeah, his pets. And and also, like, he's and independently wealthy. He's right. That's what I was going to say is he's independently wealthy. Then he started this this detective agency. And I think it's basically an excuse to pay Balkan Skull to hang out with him because he's very sad. Like, I mean, there's that, no other reason why he puts up with their shit other than right. just he we've, likes their company. We've talked about the fact that they have destroyed multiple of his vehicles. Well, they haven't, but he thinks they have. And there's no reason to put up with that other than just, like, no one will hang out with me. So, yeah. I, I mean, he also hired them. Like, he didn't have to, like, hire them into his private detective agency, and he still did, so. Sure. So, um, so yeah. we open on Bulk and Skull no, dressed no, as... No, no, wait. We open on an establishing shot of the mansion that's, that's on an extreme Dutch angle and a wide yes. l- angle r- lens, and it's the most 
It's the most shot. <laughs> yes. It's very like, silly. This is, this is how an episode of Big Bad Beetleborgs opens. Yeah. Both <laughs> this establishing shot and what we cut to immediately. Like, it's because on Vulcan such an Skull angle. Are, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's on a 45 degree angle. It's almost portrait <laughs> yeah. mode. <laughs> so, so, so Bulk and Skull are in the dark. They're going down some stairs in the spooky mansion. I'm not sure why they're wandering around in the dark on their own because, again, they're just here to, like do a pretend murder mystery. They're not, like, with the rest of the group. They're just wandering around in the house, I guess. Like, the yeah. mystery hasn't started. The game I hasn't begun. They're just they lost. I don't know if they just got there later or what. Uh, part of this mystery, murder mystery, and this is in in keeping with how these things usually work. They're usually, uh, like, period piece type things. Um, and everyone is, like, you know, you're supposed to be at, like, a manor or something like that. So, Bulk is a chef... And uh, Skull is... I, what is Skull dressed as? I, I can't really tell. I think Round he's dressed as a chauffeur. Speaker? Oh, yeah, he has like, okay. a chauffeur or something like that. That makes sense. Because um, like, Rocky's so, a butler. Right. So... Yeah. It actually, um, it actually is kind of funny that like most of the the people playing the game, even the even the nameless extras, because they do bring in people other than the main cast, and some of them get which is weird. Lines, none of them get names. Yeah, yeah that we'll is talk weird. About that when it happens, because it's um, very strange. But most of them are dressed like you know, like upper crust, you know, eighteen hundreds people, and then we just have like also the chef and the chauffeur and Rocky's the butler. Yeah. Yep, that's how that is how they usually go though. Because again, think of think of like Clue. Clue still has like the maid and the and the butler. I think. Yeah, the characters. The, the 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 butler who fucking spoilers for Clue uh, is actually the the guy who owns the mansion in the sky. Spoilers! Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> Now you've ruined listen, Clue for me. Listen, fo- okay, one, I haven't ruined Clue because it's still an incredibly funny movie. Uh, two, if you haven't actually seen Clue, fucking go watch Clue. What I are you doing listening Clue. to this stupid we've, podcast? Oh, you watch Clue. Wow, yeah. We've, yeah. we've definitely talked about how Clue is great because uh, because I love Tim Curry so much, and he's amazing in that movie. Oh, uh, everyone in that movie is fucking incredible. Yes, that's a very the, good cast. That's the thing is, like... In an age where we have so many fucking bad video game movies, you would think a, a fucking movie based on a board game would be the worst shit ever. And I mean, it has happened. There's that terrible Battleship movie. But like <laughs> Clue, fucking Clue is one of the best like movies of the 80s full stop. Clue's it's very great. I will say that Clue is like probably the most... like it, it, it offers a lot for adaption, a lot more than other board games. Like... It's like, oh, it's a murder mystery. Like, that's pretty easy to make into a movie. Yeah, they've done yeah, it a lot. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, there, for some reason, there's, like, traps, which I don't think they're actually traps. I think they're just idiots. So, like, uh, a, a suit of armor almost drops its axe on them. A couple the other things happen. The portrait has eyeballs, so that's that's for real. Well, the Yeah, portrait- they do the joke of, like, Skull being like, hey, do you get the feeling we're being watched? And... And then they're totally being watched through the the painting. Is is Detective Stone cutting eyes out of portraits to spy at Book and Skull? <laughs> so that's the thing, because they've done this before. He's done this at a different place. I can't remember if it was his detective agency or somewhere else. But definitely Lieutenant Stone has already done this once. Is so this just Detective Stone's mansion? You, Did he rent this he, mansion or does he own it? I bet he owns it. This is the Stone estate. Because again, he's a best-selling author. He's a horticulturalist. 
So yeah, this is probably his estate. This is where he lives. Uh, yeah, um, you know what? You're right. We I mean, probably... we've seen his house. So this isn't where he lives, but maybe his like family owns this. I don't know. Sure, maybe. Like maybe home. we've we've never gotten super deep into Detective Stone. Like later, he's gonna just buy the gym and juice bar. Like. Maybe maybe he's old money. Like maybe the reason he moved up in in the police, you know, force so quickly is like the Stone family is just they're they're one of the established families of Angel Grove. They're one of the founding families of the city. You know, no, but like, they, they've just they're just old. They're old money. Stone. They made Stone Canyon, oh. and then they they moved to Angel Grove because Stone Canyon sucks, and they okay. took all the Stone Canyon money there. Wait, wait, I, wait. Maybe they've still got Stone Canyon. Yeah, they still own it. He just doesn't want to live there because it sucks. Yeah, but he just gets all the money out of it. Yeah, it's, so. a, it's a, like a coal mine. Or it's like a mining town. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's, he's oh a my landlord. God. Did, he's he, a slumlord. He's a slum. Yeah, that's the word I was going to use, too. He's <laughs> the, 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 the Detective Stone is, is a fucking his family. His family made its fortune on fucking blood diamonds or something. He's fucking <laughs> Elon Musk. So... Finally, uh, Bulk and Skull show up uh, to everyone else, uh, the rest, all the rangers um, who are each dressed up. Uh, Tommy is basically dressed as his, like, white lone ranger outfit from- With, like, a red shirt instead and a red band. From some previous episodes. Uh, Catherine is dressed uh, in what we will later be told is a, in a, like- super sleuth outfit but boy you could have fooled me it's just like it looks like what a grandma would wear i don't know it's well, honestly she, enough i guess she's of all the people here she's the one that just looks most generically like a person in this setting should be dressing right everyone else in, has something weird going on with their in costume. the mid like 50s or who's 40s that, who's or that 50s. mystery novel writer that was a woman in like the like that period Agatha Christie. Uh, Agatha Christie. she's like i i, I could have if they said she dressed, if she was dressed like Agatha Christie, I'd believe that. Sure. Like, and she's um, a mystery got, novel writer, so like that would be an interesting costume. But we, yeah, yeah, we've got Adam who's dressed as a uh, uh, an explorer. I guess he has like a pith helmet and a yeah, a explorer's jacket. They call him Doctor Livingston at some point as a joke, but that's a, kind of the character archetype he's going for. Is like he's he, got a fake mustache drawn on his face. Yeah, that's yes, pretty good. He has a pencil pencil mustache and a monocle. Prob- which is probably great. literally drawn on with a pencil. Yes. Uh we have uh Rocky who is the butler and is very upset about the fact that he's a butler. He says it multiple <laughs> times. He's so good. <laughs> Tanya, who uh I actually went back to check this before we started recording, she's wearing basically her outfit from the decades dance, like a number of episodes back. Yeah, She's just wearing her like flapper a, costume again. It's a flapper outfit. Yeah, it's cute. And, and then, then, and then, okay, the fucking showstopper. <laughs> it's so good. I love it's it so much. Jason's stupid giant mustard yellow hat. Yes. Yeah, it's it's so, so ugly. Like it's supposed to be gold because he's the gold ranger. But like, why didn't we just get a black hat with a gold band? That would have been thing. fine. <laughs> here's the thing. I love this outfit. I extra love the fact that it doesn't fit because the hat and and shoulder pads are like way too big, which we've talked about Jason's physique. How the fuck did they have a suit that was too big for Jason's <laughs> shoulders? <laughs> like the, rid- the ridiculous thing about it is he's also got the mustard yellow tie, but he's wearing like a normal like 
you know, the black like suit coat. It's almost like he started to dress up as Dick Tracy, but then like bailed out when they couldn't <laughs> find forgot. the yellow coat. Yeah, it's great. I love his outfit. It's awesome. It's so stupid. It's <laughs> It's it's so wild because everyone else is wearing like full costumes. Like we just mentioned Tommy's dressed as a fucking cowboy and 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 fucking, you know, like like Adam looks like he's on a safari, but it's really just Jason's hat. It's a normal hat, but it's so big and stupid and a weird color. See, I, I thought he was supposed to be like a gangster, which fit. The one that doesn't fit for me is Tommy. I don't really understand well, the no, cowboy. Tommy, outfit, Tommy could be like but... a in a cowboy outfit, Tommy could easily just be like a southern like like mogul, like you know what I mean? Like okay, sure, like an like oil could, man or yeah, something. Yeah, he could just like be that. from tech, like a guy from Texas. Like okay, yeah, fair enough. He's he's, fair. he's looking for a mint julep. Yeah, a mint julep. Uh, so yeah, uh, they 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 basically say like, okay. Also, another real quick note: no one else is at this table. Note this because later additional people will show up out of there's, nowhere. There's there's additional people in the room now. They're just like sitting around in the periphery. Oh, okay. Like some of them are in chairs at the wall. Them. Like just just there's a bunch of just extras here to like the show feels that it's important for this to feel like it makes sense that there are other people besides the main cast at this party, but they don't matter. They barely yeah. speak, they don't get names, they yeah. don't matter. So so, Lieutenant Stone shows up. He is dressed dressed as a detective. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah, just a is, standard, you know, fucking uh, trench coat, yeah, cap, just all that. One jazz. quick He's, thing about like, like, like Michael saying that the extras don't matter. They don't matter to the sense of I don't know why they're there because like it doesn't make sense. Like it makes more sense for Detective Stone to like invite the people close to him. Than like random everybody, like I don't know. It just it bothers me. I just needed to say well, the, that. The weird thing is, <laughs> even if we do it in, even if we put it that way, the people close to him, does he really know these people besides Bulk and Skull that well? I mean, he always like hangs out near Bulk and Skull, and Bulk and Skull hang out with them. So like, yeah, I think he knows them. He might have been like Bulk and Skull, like invite your friends, and they'd be like, who? And he'd be like, oh, that, that, that juice gym crew you always win. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I guess they're friends. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn out fucking uh, spoilers for the movie Clue, I guess, that uh, Detective Stone is doing this to teach Bulk and Skull a lesson, question mark? Okay. I don't know. All right. Hold on. So let's go ahead and break down. Up until this point, I'm like, oh, cool. Murder mystery. That's fine. Yeah, this seems like a really fun episode. Yeah, and, and at first, until things go completely off the rails, this episode's, like, a lot of fun legitimately. Right. Here's the problem where it gets very confusing. Lieutenant Stone is like, hey, everybody, I'm glad you're here. I'm going to tell you who the murderer is. And I'm like, wait, hold on a second. That's <laughs> not how this works. <laughs> he says specifically, I got an envelope here, and inside it says who did the crime. Uh... So they have not established that a crime has happened yet. No, yeah. that's the that's the other thing is is you. Um, I think I said it a couple times too, but Mike, you kept saying murder mystery. They never use that word. They never say murder in this whole episode. They, they say, say they say who done it a bunch, but here's the yes. thing. It's never established what the person who done it done did. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what the mystery is. We don't know who did uh, or what was done. The so, mystery seems to be where's the envelope. 
Yeah, yeah, kind of. Like, he like said, Zach, you gonna... were you were saying like he was about to tell everybody who it, who did it. That that kind of works because of what happens next, where he like disappears. That could work as an opener, where like I've solved it, and then people have to figure out like why they took him out. But like that's not that's not what this is, <laughs> right? No one solves so... anything. <laughs> no. No, like, not, nothing is just for this well, episode. Nobody solves well, anything. <laughs> no, well, that's, a, not, that's not even in reference just to the the mystery in this episode as a whole. Really, no one solves anything. <laughs> There's <laughs> this is a parade of things not being solved. Um. Yeah. So so not only is nothing solved, but like there's no. It's you know how in a Scooby Doo episode. Uh, at the end of the episode, it's like, oh, it's some character you've never met, but at least you, like, saw them walk around the area and, like, look at clues and stuff like that. It, I mean, this it's, is, it's, it's, it's the Wayne's World joke of, like, oh, it's Old Man Jenkins who runs the amusement park, and Old Man Jenkins was a guy you saw, like, in passing, you know, half an hour ago for, like, half a minute. Right. In this, the, so, the like entire extent of the quote-unquote mystery is Lieutenant Stone saying, hello, I have an envelope that has the name on it. Don't forget he says it in a French accent, a really bad French accent. Yes, he, I'm sorry, you're right. He has a very bad French accent. There's a joke uh, where he I says like room this, and people don't understand him and they have to like, for PS to repeat it in, a, in like a normal accent, his normal accent. Rather. I'm, I'm more willing to buy that because it's not like... It's not like just the actor doesn't know how to do the accent. Like the joke is that Lieutenant Stone is so bad at doing this accent that even like the like the nicer characters, the Rangers, like need to stop and go. Uh, could come again, right? right? <laughs> so, so, and, he, and he just so anyway, drops it immediately. Not, not only is that it's that, and then they walk around for three minutes, and then everybody stops to do the Power Ranger things, and then Lieutenant Stone says, "Who did it?" That's it. That's the whole mystery. We also still don't, by the end of the episode, know what what it is. We still don't know what happened. So it is a very confusing, quote-unquote, mystery episode. But we'll, They get we'll, a bunch of crime solvers into a room to not solve a crime. Right, but we'll move on for now, because what happens is Lieutenant Stone says, here it is, and the lights go out, and Lieutenant Stone disappears. Uh, also, still in- screams, and it's really yes. funny. His, his his line after he screams is what's funny. I think I think Detective Stone also screams. Uh yeah, there but there is a funny bit where Skull screams and then uh Rocky asks him why he screams screamed and he says that he's very excitable, which is good. The culprit is Stone. <laughs> Where'd it go? Why'd you scream? I'm very excitable, man. It's very good. Um but yeah, so it, even at this point, I was like, okay, so that's the mystery, is who kidnapped Lieutenant Stone. And there will be clues about, like, oh, we, someone left the room during it. But, no, okay, but there's... It, it's not who kidnapped Lieutenant Stone, because Lieutenant Stone is about to tell them who did it, whatever it is, and then he disappears. Right. That's what, well, well what I'm saying is, it, I thought the idea was, like, it's a misdirect. Oh, this is the real mystery. But no, it's Which not Which is what Jason that. says. Right, Yeah. That's what but, Jason says, yes. But then also, another spoiler, there aren't any clues in this episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And the best, so my favorite part about this episode is it's it's ostensibly a cat episode because now she kind of takes over and she's like, 
she's like, aha, this is the mystery of the disappearance of Lieutenant Stone, and one of us is responsible. Oh, also, there's a recurring joke where there's organ music and everyone reacts as though they can hear the organ music. Yeah, it's diegetic. But we never... Did, is, is Lieutenant Stone playing the organ? Did yes. he That's hire was, somebody? Yeah, because, like, I kept expecting them to cut over and, like, Skull was playing it, but that never happens. So... That, that yeah. is... That would extremely be a Beetleborgs joke. <laughs> but I guess... I guess it's Lieutenant Stone, wherever he is. Well, yeah. he's hiding... He's hiding be- behind the walls, looking at them through right. paintings. Yeah, he's the Phantom of the Mystery Museum. What's, what's <laughs> actually kind of funny is... So, Catherine is taking this murder mystery way, way, way more seriously than anyone else. Uh, but, like... The show is aware of that. Like, that in of itself is the joke, is how seriously Catherine is trying to solve this mystery. She gets way into it, which is cute. I I like that. She calls herself the super sleuth. She, she, you know, accuses everybody of secretly being the, I can't say murderer, I guess, crime doer. Culprit. The culprit. culprit, yeah, she, she, she's taking, she's like taking fingerprints and shit. She's got a magnifying glass. Yeah. Like, it feels um, like she's the only one who's like done one of these before, maybe. I will say immediately, like, Adam's saying, like, we should search the house. So, he, I mean, like, other people are involved, but she's definitely the one who, like, gets really into it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the, the other thing I wanted to point out real quick is, uh, Tanya has a great, is doing an accent in this episode, and I really like it. She's, uh, Tanya's having a lot of fun with her, her character. A lot of people are just not bothering, <laughs> but, you know, that's how it goes. Uh, Tanya yeah. feels like she's just here to enjoy, like, a nice evening of playing dress-up. Right. Uh, Jason's just kind of enjoying his hat. Uh, Adam <laughs> So Adam tells two of the random extras, basically, like, okay, we're going to search the house. I'll search the West Wing. You two search the East Wing. Let's go. And sh- he just leaves everybody else still at the table. And, like... Cat starts talking about like, oh, who has the who has the biggest motive to kidnap Detective Stone? And it's like, I don't know. Did did anyone have a motive? Right. Does there do the characters have motive? The characters are not playing. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And for a minute, I thought, uh, I thought that like, because she looks over at Skull, and I thought she was going to be like, oh, because he makes you do all the dirty work. But no, that doesn't happen. What does happen is maybe the best moment in this episode for me. Because, okay. like, at first it was just like, oh, this is going to just be a fun thing. And the Rangers are going to, like, do a thing in a, in a fake haunted house. And we're going to have a fun time. And then we do the gag again for the second time where some eyes get cut out of a painting on the wall. But then there's just a glowing yellow light behind them. And yes. it turns out that Archerina and, and Gasket are just hiding inside the walls of yeah. this old mansion <laughs> it's, it, it's it's funny because like yeah detective stone invited all of his friends right okay <laughs> yes archerita and gasket but also this is the kind of thing that bad guys would do for sure but when you think about the fact that gasket is supposed to be the king of an intergalactic empire and he's like <laughs> Hiding behind a fucking painting. It's very silly all of a sudden. And so, this is something I actually really like about Gasket because it's consistently funny. Is how much time he spends just not being in his base. 
Like That's true. He, he he took over his dad's base, but he doesn't really want to spend much time there. Maybe it yeah. smells like his dad. I don't know. But like he keeps going to Earth because <laughs> he doesn't have henchmen really the way that other bad guys do. The big bads. So it's more like he is the both. Like he's the henchman and the the director kind of. So so yeah. Um. But yeah, the pro the the, the inciting incident thing here is that sh- is that Archerina is like hey. That bitch is pink. I'm pink. What but, the I mean, fuck? Ba- <laughs> basically, she, she saw says her last that- season when she had a bow too. Yeah, <laughs> she she literally says like, uh, she gives pink a bad name, and then Gasket is like, I don't know. I think she's got a oh god, I think she's got a lot of spunk for, spunk for an Earthling. And then Archerina looks at the camera and says, I hate spunk. And then I laugh and laugh. <laughs> Because I'm a child. Um, I, I mean, same. Emily was also laughing at it. Don't don't worry. <laughs> what I like about this is that it confirms that Gasket has a type. That's true. Yeah, and that is pink and experiences an archer. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense because he's he's his primary color is green. So, all oh, right, complimentary. Oh, he's he's okay. the green ranger stand-in, and she's the pink ranger. So, but yeah. the bad guys. Okay. Um, All right. So, at this point, uh, she's like... Wait, so are there, like, four other, like, multicolored robot (laughs) teens somewhere? I hope so. Sprocket's blue, and in the next season, we'll see that the Blue Ranger is sometimes a child. Uh, Let's see. We'd have to... Mostly a child, really. (laughs) Not really sometimes. um, He's more often a child than not. Okay, fair. (laughs) Unless he sleeps uh, so, as a ranger. That's fucked Just up. more comfortable. Oh, weird. Don't do that. Does he, do you think he so, yeah. morphs to get into, like, R-rated movies? <laughs> so, yes, I'm the says, ranger. I would like one ticket, please. <laughs> okay, can you just take off your helmet? We don't allow hats here. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't... It's a safety thing. No hats, no sunglasses. Uh, <laughs> takes it off. It's just a void under there. Yeah, either that or it's like, please show me your okay, uh, Mister Blue Ranger. Uh, if you could just show me your government ID that says Blue Ranger on it, I will go <laughs> ahead and let you in. Honestly, um, that God. that ticket seller would be an asshole because he's a fucking Power Ranger. Just let him in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just because someone's dressed as a Power Ranger, you can't assume they're actually a Power Ranger. That's, that's true. That's the that's the thing is like and, and I guess this is something they sometimes explore in like superhero comics and shit but like it would be incredibly easy for someone to impersonate a power ranger in this universe cuz it's not like their outfits are complex you know yeah that's true so um archerina says uh that uh you know well I, she seems tough but i bet if we separate her from everybody else she'll she'll you know, she'll cry. Drop her petals like a little power flower. Yeah, I didn't want to say that, but yes. Okay, (laughs) so Archerina, like, Archerina wants to hate fuck Cat, right? Yeah. Like, 100%? Yeah. I mean, it (laughs) definitely, I kept, I honestly kept waiting for more subtext, and there, I feel like it's mostly this scene. There's not that much in the rest of the episode, which bummed me out. But yes, it seems that way to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how Gasket just straight up tells her, like, oh, you're just fucking jealous because she's, like, pink and hot and has a, a cool boyfriend. And <laughs> But it's, 
I don't know. I've, I don't know where I was going with this. I'm just. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was. I was hoping to go, turn us around into shitting on Gasket. I don't. Oh fuck it. Oh no! I thought you were gleading into the fact that Gasket w- wanted to make out with Tommy. Yeah, I thought that's, that's where what, that was that's going. That's what I like. They, okay, they, yeah, they, end, up, they could... end up going to a uh, swingers party. You know, <laughs> keys get changed. <laughs> um. So the okay. Uh, hold on. I, I do want to ask. Um. So, all right, who who do you think would make a better couple? Uh, Gasket and Tommy or Archerina and Cat? Archerina and Cat. <laughs> of course you'd say that. <laughs> um, I just, I just feel like Gasket and Tommy would have more chemistry. I don't think Gasket and Tommy, I don't think Tommy, so, well, this is mostly going to go back to me thinking that Tommy is a bad boyfriend, because I just don't think he puts anything into a relationship. Uh, and I don't really think Gasket would either, so I think Well, here's be- the thing. Tommy is a one-dimensional plank of wood, but sure. he's a one-dimensional plank of wood who has exactly the same interests as Gasket. Here's the thing. Well, if, if if Gasket is a moron sexual, then I think he would like Tommy. But other than that, I don't know. I, I, I think <laughs> Archerina and Kat work better. Fair enough. And not just because, uh, of, not just because of Cassie's reasons where she's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, they, they're like, okay, so we'll isolate Cat. Now, at this point, we see, uh, um... How, how do this? they do that, Zachary? How do they isolate Catherine, exactly? So, here's the thing. Adam is walking around the mansion, because he just said he was going to look around for Lieutenant Stone, and he sees a glowing light behind a door, and he walks into the door, and a... Little, As you like, do. He walks into the glow room. Yeah, yeah. into the glow Where room. Everyone glows. Every- just does their glowing. <laughs> yeah, every every mansion worth its salt has a glow room. Yeah. And then he's so like... got a glow. <laughs> <laughs> he's like... I don't really understand how this works because then he's basically in a rock tube that turns around and it deposits him into a little, like, holding cell, basically... Uh, and he cannot leave, which I will say, he tries to leave for like a quarter of a second, and I missed it the first time I watched this episode, and it was just like, it it, it gave me this very a weird version of this episode where no one ever even tries to get out, and it was very confusing. To it's me. so silly because like four four people are going to get trapped in this room one at a time, and at no point. Does someone come in and have the other people already trapped in the room immediately go, don't close the, you know, no, no yeah. one does that. No one yeah. does just that. Sit but, there. but also, like, what's going to happen is they're going to end up thinking that's the victim room and that they're right. just like, and it's just part of the act. So that's why right. they don't try to escape immediately, I think, because they're just like, oh, well, I guess I'm in the victim room. But here's the yeah, thing. That's, what are they victims of? Who fucking, yeah. no one killed them. So, like, why <laughs> do they think they're victims? Like, it's, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, because, and like, like if, you, if you do have a murder mystery thing like this where there's multiple victims... Those are going to be actors who are pre-chosen, like, beforehand. Except... If you're a a player, you're not going to be surprised to find out that you're the victim. Yeah. No, it's a roguelike murder mystery. Yeah. So, I will say I have done, like, a murder mystery where you... Where the, the killer kills, like, a random person during the night, basically... But what happens is they, like, you're in a room with them having a conversation, and they're like, okay, so by the way, I kill you now. 
And you're yeah. like, oh, nerds. Okay, got yeah, it. Totally, totally. <laughs> like, but like, but these people, they're like, oops, guess I'm in the victim room. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I don't. Like, this is the this is the second most aggravating thing about this murder mystery to be. Well, the other, the most being the end of it. But most like, being that there's no mystery. Yeah, but like, the, yeah, I took the a wrong turn thing and now I'm like, dead. What? I guess. What? Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. they don't establish if that's a thing or like why no, they I, end up there. Is this like a fucking Sierra point-and-click adventure game? If you go into the wrong broom closet, whoops, you're dead? You're just dead? Here's what I think happened. I think none of them know what how the rules work of this, and none of them want to reveal to anybody else that they don't know what they're doing. So they all just go, oh, so we're supposed to be in here, yep. Oh, okay, yep, we're supposed to be in here. All right, sounds good. <laughs> like, I think that's what's going on, basically. Uh, Tanya says she uh, is worried about Adam, so she's going to go find him. Uh, some of the other, some of the extras are like, "Okay, let's go check on everybody else." They leave, uh, which leaves just Cat, Bulk, Skull, and Jason in a room together. Actually, um, I, I do want to say this because we're, we're going to find out because of where those extras go that there oh. is a victim room. Yes. Rocky's here. So yeah. apparently, th- so apparently, this is how this shit works. Which raises more questions. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so, so Kat at this point asks, "Ah, oh, where now? As the super sleuth, I have to ask you a question. Where were you on the night of the disappearance?" And Skull's like, "Literally right here. You watched us. We were here the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were all in the room together. Like, yeah, the lights went out, but like, we were all at this table. Like, you, you saw us. You talked to us. Skull screamed." <laughs> and the, like I kind of love this scene because Kat's an idiot and I don't know why they made that choice. It's very strange. Like she's she, losing a battle of wits to Bulk and Skull. Yes, and she she says like ah a likely story. And <laughs> I mean that's a stupid thing to say. You were watching them and then Rocky is like yeah, a likely story. And then Kat says, I'll get to you in a minute, Rocky. Don't leave town. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, she's she's really into character, but also she doesn't really know how to be. And, and, and Rocky's yeah. like, man, I told you I didn't want to be the butler. It's, yes. Rocky's so yeah, there's, good in this there's episode. A, there's a lot of jokes about how the butler did it, and Rocky fucking hates it. Yes. Yeah, we did miss a, episode, a bit earlier where some... Someone was like, I know who did it. It was Rocky because he's the butler. <laughs> and he's like, no. Rocky's just like, man, fuck you guys. R- Rocky repeatedly throughout this episode is like, I don't want to play this game. It's stupid. And everyone else is like into it in a way that's very endearing. It's dumb and I hate it. <laughs> um, uh, Tanya is wandering around. She sees the glowing room, goes into the glowing room, gets Every trapped. Every single one of the Power Rangers is basically a moth. If you shine a bright <laughs> light somewhere on the end of a hallway, they will be compelled to walk toward it. Like, yeah, literally. That's, yeah. that's all the Moon Crew really needs is a bug zapper. Like, e- even Jason, who does not end up in the room, was a going to go into the room until Vulcan Skull stopped him. <laughs> it's just so enticing. They're like, oh, glow room. Um, so, uh, anyway, the, um, let's see, 
So, so she Tanya see- goes in, and we basically, like, this shit happens rapid fire. Tanya goes in, sees Adam, drops the Dr. Livingston, I presume, line. She also kind of gives Tommy him an elevator a- look, and I was worried that they were just going to fuck in here. <laughs> Honestly, that would have made the episode even better. Especially because the next thing that happens is Tommy's like, you know what? I'm out buckaroos. I'm going to see what the others are up to. And he's a, a mm. terrible terrible accent. I don't understand why anyone would pretend to be a cowboy. And he just he just fucking saunters out of the room, struts down the hall and goes straight into the light cuz that's what he do. Cuz they're all <laughs> moth people. <laughs> These fancy folks got a glow room here? <laughs> I've never seen those in Texas. <laughs> oh, shit, I always wanted a glow room. Yeah. City Slicker's got a highfalutin glow room? <laughs> <laughs> Um, my other favorite thing about this is that, uh, oh, very quickly, um, Tanya said to Adam when she saw him, ah, Dr. Livingstone, I presume, which is a joke I had forgotten that as a kid I heard a million times and never understood it. And, and I looked it up and it's just, there was an explorer named Dr. Livingstone. He got lost. And then when someone found him, that's what they said. That's it. It's not really a joke. It's just a reference to a thing that children wouldn't have known about. But whatever. I guess it's, it's fine. It's a phrase. It's an old-timey phrase that kids would be familiar with but wouldn't know the context of because it's something they said like 5,000 times in Looney Tunes. Yeah, right. Looney exactly. Tunes. Like there's, there's so many. Yeah, there's so many established running gags and cartoons that are like just remnants of the fact that Looney Tunes were released theatric- theatrically for adults in like the fucking 30s and shit. And then just rerun on TV throughout the 50s and then for the rest of time. So, yeah. Um, so, in any case, uh, now we've got uh, uh, Tommy in the victim room. And uh, they explain, like, yep, this is where the victims stay until the end of the game. Which they just assume on their own with no actual input from anyone else. But okay. Right. <laughs> And, and I Adam, love the conversation that they have because Tommy's just like, wait, if it's not the two of you or me, then who – and Tanya immediately is like, my money's on Rocky. And then Rocky comes through the door yeah. and is like, I fucking heard that, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be the butler. He he does say, like, you will be happy to know it was not me. Uh, and Now, like, in the logic of the game, they think they all got murdered in, like, three minutes. That's not a good murder mystery. Like, everybody's, <laughs> no. everybody's That's a slasher dead. film. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a Freddy the 13th movie. That's not a Sherlock Holmes story. <laughs> and also, like, kind of in the middle of this, we're, we're jumping back and forth because the shit's happened rapid fire and it's all stupid. Like, Catherine straight up just formally accuses Bulk and Skull of making the other three players disappear, I guess. And Bulk and Skull are just like, you know what? Fuck you. We're taking our ball and going home. <laughs> Which is fair. I would, too. Uh, I mean, they're also, being Also, I accused- do want to say, Adam mentions, like, oh, D- Detective Stone is making this too realistic. And it's like, what? Making what, what too realistic? What, what are you talking realistic? about? What? <laughs> what? What part of being in a room and then you're a victim is realistic? They, you maybe walked into they the killing room. Maybe they think that's how you die. You just like get you wander into the wrong place and then you're just in a little room. And we walked into the lights, so we're dead now. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> I also like uh, it's a. We kind of already talked about this, but like it's it's a little joke that I like. Two quick bits with. Well, actually, three quick bits with Bulk, Skull, and Cat. 
Uh, one is that Skull keeps like accusatorily pointing his finger in Cat's face, and then Cat knocks his arm away, and then he puts it back up, and then she knocks it away, and they repeat that a few times. And then after Skull's like, I think you did it, actually, the organ plays like a dramatic sting, and then Skull goes, thank you. Yeah, that and was then, good. And then when Jason goes to leave, Bulk and Skull are just like, no, don't leave us here with her. <laughs> Which is just... And Jason's like, guys, I, I promise this is just a game. Like, don't worry. I promise. <laughs> Jason's the only sane one in the room, really. I, yeah. I, J- Jason's attitude during this whole thing is actually really good. <laughs> He's just kind of like, eh, this is chill. <laughs> attitude good, attitude bad. <laughs> so Kat says uh, that the super sleuth is never the culprit, so obviously she couldn't have done it. She also says... Uh, there's something I don't want to miss, which is she says, uh, the culprit's either you, and she points at Jason, and then she says, or Bulk and Skull, one person, yeah, Bulk collectively, as, and then, as and a then, unit. And then Skull says, like, I think it was you, because Doc- Detective Stone taught us that the it's always the person you least expect, and right, that comes yes. up again later, so I just thought I should mention that. It's, it's weird that, like, she says she's the super sleuth and Bulk and Skull take that at phase value because it's, it like, in terms of this being a murder mystery game that's gone completely off the rails, because clearly it has, like, it's it's the equivalent of being like, nah, you didn't shoot me, I got an invisible shield, bang, bang, I got you back. Like, it's just like, I can't, I'm the detective here, I can't be the killer, because I'm the big smart mystery solver. Yeah, she's decided true. that she's a sleuth. Like I don't think, like I don't think this thing, like I don't think Dark Detective Stone like gave out characters to me. I think he just showed up to the juice bar with, "Hey everybody, I'm having a murder mystery thing at my place. Show up with costumes and left." Like and then yeah, like Ka- Catherine, Catherine decided that she's the protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a fun bit, uh, and this is maybe the part that makes the least sense of anything in the entire episode, which uh, is saying something. Uh, Jason leaves, and Balk and S- Balk picks up. He's like, "Well, at least we could eat." And he picks up this uh, covered dish. Oh, we didn't mention room. it. This covered dish has been at the table for the whole episode. Yes, and he picks up this covered. We're dish. nine minutes in, and we're finding out what's inside. Balk and Skull scream and run away. And it took me a while to figure out what it was because it's standard definition TV. Uh, but it is a snake on top of a skull, like a person, like a Halloween skull, basically. Yes, it's too it's too big of a skull to be a human one, and like it's supposed to. Yeah, be and a it's human got an one. apple in its mouth. Yes, it has an apple in its mouth. Uh. Ta- um, not Tanya. Cat walks over and begins <laughs> dusting for prints on the skull, which is hilarious. And it's on the snake. Nice. Yeah, on the snake. She's looking yes. at it with a magnifying glass, she's, dusting it. She's poking the poor snake, and I'm like, don't poke the snake, pet the snake. Yeah, to be, snake. to be clear, this snake is moving. This is not a prop. This is an yeah. actual snake. It's yeah. very silly. So, again... Did Lieutenant Stone put that there, or did the robots put that there? I think there? It's Detective Stone put that there. Yeah, I think you're probably right. You know what will really fuck with people at this murder mystery game that I'm, I'm doing? If I hide a fake skull with a live snake on it <laughs> under a dish, that'll be great. That's better, than a, that's better than a real skull and a fake snake. That's true, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair. Fair point. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> so, at this point, um, the, uh, let's see. Jason walks down the corridor, sees the glow light, and is like, oh, fuck yeah, glow room. And then Bulk and Skull yes. are like, hey, don't. Yes. Hey, don't, though. 
Yeah, and <laughs> they pull him. And he, he's like trying to fight them to get into there. I need to go to the glow room. I need the glow. <laughs> here's here's the fucked up thing is based on how this episode has gone so far, you would think that Bulk and Skull just saved Jason for being trapped, and it'll be a pivotal plot point that Jason is still in play whenever the monster shit starts happening, right? <laughs> yeah, no, you think. They, they, they grab Jason, and the three of them walk out of the episode until yeah. the end. Yeah, they, they go they, into they another go into room. And they have a quote-unquote real victim room. Which I guess means the they're out of the game are. still, for whatever reason. Yeah. And they just hang out there the whole time. like, And and even though like Kat needs help later, and he's available, but no one even thinks to call Jason. I just, well, no, no, they, like, try. They, they, they try. They try. It doesn't work for some it, reason. And it, it's never explained why Alpha can't get a hold of Jason. Yeah. Because like maybe it's the hat. I don't know. Maybe the whole mansion is blacked out. Yeah, I don't know. know. I, I, maybe it's one of I, those powerpoints, like not powerpoints, but like one of those those zones. Lines? One of those zones, yeah. like they had it before when they went to the other haunted mansion. Uh, it's oh, just right. a haunted mansion yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy can still. But, use, um, I mean, Rocky can still use his ninja powers though. So we're okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the the point is, the point is, when we get to the the robot fight, there's no Gold Ranger Zords in it. So basically, what happens is we just it I just mean, means that kind of is, Jason no. Not really. So what it basically means is that Jason is just going to spend most of the rest of the episode in a like just in a back room with a bunch of extras, bulk and skull, and his stupid hat. Like that's that's <laughs> it. He's he's just out of commission for the rest of the episode. The other thing to note, yeah, is that a bu- the, all the other extras are in there. Which again, t- like I thought. So maybe like Lieutenant Stone talked to them and was like, "Yep, you're dead. You're over here." Or maybe they just walked into this room and were like, well, I guess we're dead. Which, either way, it doesn't make any sense. It's very confusing. <laughs> there is zero structure to this game. Yeah, why would you assume that this that's how the game even works? I don't know. It's very confusing. I get the sense that there is no victim room and just no one who was here actually wanted to play this game except for Cat. Yeah, fair enough. Everyone's uh, just like, oh, yep, I'm a murder victim. Let's go into this fucking room and like, and Bulk's gonna, Bulk's yeah. gonna trick Skull into playing fifty-two card pickup. I think the quote-unquote victim room, the quote-unquote real victim room, is just where the food is, and everyone's like, uh, let's just stay here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Glow room so, versus food room. Yep. So the the, ti- the timer started on the mystery. I'm heading to the snack table. So uh, we cut over to Cat. Who is like, come on out, everybody. I think the mystery's over. And then Archerina shows up and basically says... And she's like, it sure is. I hate you, and I'm going to kill you, and you suck. And Yeah, uh, she's like, I've got your friends. Meet me in the Forest of Eternal Light, question mark. Yeah, oh, yeah the Forest of face- Eternal Light. Everyone knows the Forest yeah. of Eternal Light. <laughs> Come face that, me in a duel or you'll never see your friends again. And that Peace. one that one line is their only attempt to tie the Sentai footage into the episode. Yeah, and the best part is she says, meet me in the forest of eternal light, and Kat doesn't ask any questions, and then she shows up, which means that's just the place that she knows where it is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the park. Well, Everyone also, knows the forest of eternal light. <laughs> also, even if I said to you, like, meet me in the... I don't know, in the uh, South Carolina natural uh, forest, you'd be like, this is big. Where? Like, (laughs) it's not. (laughs) 
Well, the funny thing is, like, the reason they call it that is just the Sentai footage has a lot of bright daylight streaming through the trees. And, like, they still need... Like, it's too bright out there, so they can't call it, like, the the bog of eternal sorrow or the endless dark bad trees or whatever they they usually call it. Yeah. yeah. That's what they usually do, but they couldn't get away with that because it's clearly just high noon in this forest in the footage, but it's like nighttime in the murder mystery thing. So they're just saying it's the forest of eternal light. So that it makes sense that it's daytime in that Sentai footage and nighttime at the mansion. God, I, I will say, though, this is the first scene where we've gotten a really good look at Arch Arena in, like, clear American footage. Well, clearer. You know, it's still fucking SD. Good God, like, we've mentioned it before, but holy shit, her design is so fucking horny. Her boobs are yeah. so big for, like, what she's supposed to be. Like, they're her not, like, ridiculously fake... big, but they're too big for, like, a kids show girl robot character. Like... Like I'm not complaining. She's cute. Her fucking her, fu- her fucking shiny chrome ass cheeks are just out. <laughs> um. So at this point, uh, Alpha is like, I'm getting a distress signal from Catherine. Uh, Catherine says, Hey, Zordon. Uh, everybody's missing and uh, trapped. And Artrina says, I have to fight her. And Zordon's just like, Cool. You should go fight her. Great. Thanks, Zordon. Yeah, go do that. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, we've we have we've had a we have a long proud history of just talking about how Zordon doesn't give a fuck, but like this is Catherine being like, "Hey, uh, Archerina's challenged me to a duel. It's a very obvious trap. I don't know what to do." It's just like, "Cool, go do it." Okay, yeah. wait. So the mansion isn't protected because she called Zordon from the mansion, right? Okay. That's yeah, okay. I don't know why Jason's unavailable. It's the stupid Jason, hat. Maybe Jason. Jason yeah. can't get a signal past his hat. <laughs> That's. It's either that or Jason just didn't bring his fucking communicator. <laughs> I want to. I want to mention to the listener in case you're not watching this episode. It's a. It's a hat. It's like a fedora type hat. I don't know the exact name. The but the I think it's a fedora. Part, it's not a trilby. It's a fedora. Yeah. yeah. But the <laughs> hat part, it, like the part that goes over his head, is like as tall as his whole face. It's <laughs> wild. Like it's yeah, it's, so it's big. not just it's not the style of it because it's appropriate to the costume. It's the color and the sheer size of it. <laughs> it's, it's like those novelty ten gallon uh, like cowboy hats, except then the brim is like really small. So it's, it's just yeah. very silly. This is a show with a lot of very silly and stupid props in it. And this hat might be one of the just stupidest and silliest so far. And that's saying something because most of the things we talk about are supposed to be like, they're bad special effect representations of like magic or sci-fi technology or just some ridiculous, stupid, you know, fantasy or cartoon bullshit or whatever. This hat's just a hat. Like, like in the episode, there's nothing actually special about it. It's just Jason's costume, but it is so stupid. It's it's so big and bright yellow, and you just can't take your eyes off it when it's on a, whenever it's on the screen. I feel like I would actually like it more if they had actually made it like fucking sequined or solid gold to match his color. I properly. just got I just got a weird flashback. Do y'all remember that in Batman the animated series? Bruce Wayne used to wear mustard yellow suits for some oh, fucking no, it was, reason. It was brown. No, he wore I think a drab he... brown suit. I'm yeah. gonna, we're we're going to take a quick his, break. His, his shirt I'm, might have been mustard yellow. His suit and I'm going to find out. 
and we're gonna take a I quick think break. Th I think there was some fucking yellow in there, yeah. But we'll yeah, we'll back. find out. Right now, you're suffering under an enormous weight. We provide... Leverage. Or at least, we rewatch the TV series of the same name. Each week, join me, I'm Cassidy, and... Hey, I'm Frankie! As we watch an episode of the show where bad guys make the best good guys. Find us on Twitter at Let's Steal Cast, or on iTunes at Let's Steal a Podcast. And remember... H of a geek, baby! Wayne, in fact, wore a brown suit with a mustard yellow shirt under That's it. That's what My I said. Bad. <laughs> yep, I was wrong. I was wrong. Uh, it's still quite a look. Anyway, uh, <laughs> in Power Rangers, Cat uh, teleports to the Forest of Light uh, while morphs and teleports. Uh, and she's going to one-on-one fight Archerina while Gasket just kind of stands there. Stands there and like and enjoys the view because two ladies that he's already shown interest in both are fighting in front of him. So. Hey, yeah. it's, it's a cat fight. Up top. No, yeah. uh, uh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, remember how I said there wasn't any more real innuendo between the two of them. I was wrong. She says, now let's see who's really in the pink. Uh. <laughs> and then the loser will be in the stink deep into yeah. that pink <laughs> uh. anyway I'm they sorry. fight cat <laughs> uh, I mean we cut away here but like cat gets her ass kicked that's the whole thing basically um, that's actually the really funny thing is Archerina like her whole goal ostensibly is I want to kill the fucking pink ranger Specifically, the Pink Ranger for whatever fucking reason. Okay, who cares? Because she, she's pink. I get. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> she fights the Pink Ranger. Pink Ranger initially loses, and then instead of like just finishing her off, she's like, "Ha ha, you lose the duel. Now I get to summon a monster." That's like, why don't you bit. shoot her in the head with your fucking bow? Like, yeah, it's silly. <laughs> why, why don't um, you and your also presumably really powerful fiance there just I mean, we saw Gasket. He, like, kicked every Power Rangers ass that one time he showed yeah. up. Like, you've done it. You have, like, here's the thing about the Power Rangers with the way all of their shit is set up. If you, like, yeah, you've gone after, like, Jason specifically and Tommy specifically, and those are the high priority targets. But when it comes right down to it. If you eliminate any one of them, they are severely hampered in what they can do. You have the Pink Ranger dead to rights. Just fucking kill her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we we do cut to the other Rangers except Jason we, and they We tie transition back to the uh the Stone Man. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and the the transition is Archerina kicks Cat and she tumbles and then and then the scene tumbles away with her off scene, off camera <laughs> and it's so good I love it so much yeah it's, it's quite my favorite good. transition right. I I forgot that I sometimes forget to mention the transitions because I feel like there are so many dumb ones but yes it's really stupid and silly that's why it um, helps to have a guest on every now and then who's fresh yeah. to the show yeah uh so. 
They try to contact Zordon. They can't. They also can't teleport out. That makes sense. This is basically a trap room that they set the the machines set up. I think now, here's it's here's not the super thing. Super clear, but is this a magic room or was this an extant room in the mansion that Gasket and Archerina did something I, to? I feel like they put a teleporter in one of the rooms where you just walk through a door and you teleport to their prison. We actually I, didn't mention it. I said it was a holding cell. It's a cave, basically. So yeah, yeah. it would be kind of weird it's if not- this. It's not really a cave. It looks like it's made of like it looks like it's a cellar. Like it's got stones in the walls, but like concrete between them. Okay. It looks like a dungeon is what it looks like. Yeah. Without bars. Like it's just it's just stone walls. Like Yeah. Also, stone walls, as in oh, it's the stone fuck. family's <laughs> dungeon. It probably makes a bit more sense if it's Gaskin and Archerina, but I like it way better if this is just Detective Stone's holding cell. <laughs> that he that this he also teleport. <laughs> he, oh god! That he also <laughs> teleport proofed, so you couldn't teleport out of it. Yeah, okay, sure. Basically, like if 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 our theory is correct that that like Detective Stone is just a family that has old money, and this house has just been like in his family for generations. There are two ways you could read him just straight up having a dungeon. One is <laughs> one is a lot of fun. One is not very fun. Yeah. Fifty Shades of Fifty Shades of Stone. <laughs> Fifty Shades of god. Slate Gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the detective will see you now. Oh god! So, uh, oh my god! Yeah. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Yes. Hold on! This is why he has a very small circle of friends. He's a recluse, and his love life is just like stalking random brunettes and like. You know, and like, uh, like tricking them into his weird maternal revenge fantasy. Jerome Stone voice. I don't make love. I fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're going down a road where I have to imagine that he did BDSM play with Miss Appleby, and I don't wanna. So can we continue on, please? Here's here's uh, the thing. He absolutely did that, but he was he was wearing like ratty like blue jeans at the time. That's very important. <laughs> Like you know, it fo- like I think I think this is something I genuinely want to see brought into the world is just Fifty Shades of Grey series, just completely rewritten so that it is Jerome Stone from Power Rangers. <laughs> well, see, so you can do that with a little feature I like to call Control F. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, we cut back to Cat, and she and Cat's like, "Well, I fought you like you wanted, so let my friends go now." And I know that Power Rangers are supposed to be naive, but like. Come on. That's not here's, how this works. What I hate is that they're like, I say hate, I don't really care, it's funny, but like, they're, she says that, and they're like, no, and she's like, you tricked me, and they're like, wait, what? What's the trick? She didn't yeah. say, she, she's gonna fucking kill you, obviously. She didn't fight you just to prove she's better than you. <laughs> this is a, a continuing theme where like, this is not the first time this happened where, like, they're like, Goldar, you lied. You said that you would give us our parents back if you did this. And he's like, no, I super didn't. You assumed that for <laughs> some also, reason. Did, did Archerina say she'd let her friends go if she just fought her? I thought No, she said, she said, you'll never, get, you'll never be able to see your friends again unless you fight me. Okay. And so- then she fights her, but, like... Why does Cat not assume if I lose, I'm just dead? Yeah, like, like right. there's an yeah. implicit, if you win, you get what you want. 
I yeah. would think. It, th- but she doesn't win. For sure. That's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah. It would make more sense if she won. And then she's like, okay, I fought you, Audrina. Let my friends go. And she's like, never. And then she says, you tricked me. But she lost the fight. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, uh, that's the thing. Is like, the, It was never going to be a fair fight because they're fucking supervillains, whatever. But like, yeah, technically she lost. So, like, I don't know. But fucking whatever. Archerina is like, okay, I get to summon a monster now. And they summon... What's this guy? Nucleotron Nucleifi- or something? Nucleifier. So he's called the Nucleifier, and I remember that because one time I forgot what the microwave was called, and I called it the Nucleifier because I knew it had something to do with radiation, and that's you're, what I came up beautiful, with. You're beautiful, Zach. That's and, and now my <laughs> wife teases me by calling it that all the time. So, so yeah. <laughs> so Gasket summons this guy out of his sword, and there's three... Okay, four specific features about this monster that I want to point to. Okay. One is that it's basically, like, it's a lot of plate, like, it's it's a lot of thick armor. It's basically a knight going on, but it's it's yeah. kind of a vaguely Roman, like, Spartan kind of thing going on. Shield, uh, so, uh, spear, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to, the second thing I wanted to point out is the big fuck-off spear. The third thing I want to point, off, point out is the shield, and I think the reason they decided to go with the nuclear theme is because it's got, like, the... Machine Empire logo on it, that weird, like, Adam made out of gears logo right, on the that shield. Right, kind of looks like a nuclear yeah. type And the symbol. fourth thing I wanted to point out, and this is actually the most important feature of this monster, it has a giant metal pompadour. Yep. <laughs> it, it does, yeah. Which I think is supposed to be with the Centurion theme, that, like, kind of brush thing they have on their helmet. Sure, but, it does- but I prefer to think of it as a pompadour. Oh, it does look like a pompadour. I was gonna, yes, it does. They, it they might does. be going for both. Like that might be the thing in the Sentai. It's like, yeah, he's a centurion, but also he's a he's a, a delinquent. Sure. Uh, so he shoots like fire, nuclear fire, or something at her, and uh, it, it hurts her real bad. And it's uh, it's Alpha's- that uh, it's a weird zigzaggy rotoscope attack. And honestly, that might be my favorite thing. Uh, from Sentai that I really missed when we got into the seasons that didn't use as much Sentai footage yeah, was just fucking stuff. rotoscoped yeah. special effects. Like it's very good. I, I know. I know. Even Sentai is eventually going to move away from that, and I'll be very sad when it happens. But I just love silly costume fights where, like, their method for just doing special effects was just like, fuck it, just draw it. Yeah, <laughs> just draw it on the film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. So it looks so good. So Alpha's like, uh, the machines are ganging up on Catherine. She's outnumbered. Uh, and and then... <laughs> you gotta find a new frequency to teleport people. Zordon... Well, no, because then Zordon's like, we must send Auric the Conqueror to help her. No, no, no. And Before then, that, he does... Alpha does say, oh, okay. we need to find a new frequency. My bad. Sorry. Um, like, oh, let's then- use 5G. That's free. But, but it'll mess up all our weather reports. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have, have they tried to call Jason and failed yet at this point? I forget when that I happens don't exactly. Think so I know I, don't think they I know have. at some point they tried to call Jason and it doesn't work because because the hat question I guess. mark. Yeah. yeah. Do um, they actually specifically so, say Jason or do they just say like? I think they say Jason. It must be later point. when they're fighting when all of them are fighting because they need the pyramidus or whatever. Yeah, they they definitely try to call Jason at some point and it just doesn't work for reasons that are never explained. But yeah, they so, call they call Orc the Conqueror and he shows up. He blocks a single attack. Oh, he a also attacks and punches, but then he immediately gets fucked up. 
Like he, he's, he does. He's supposed to be like the biggest, baddest motherfucker in the galaxy, and they just fuck him up so fast. He right so we, much. <laughs> we had been uh, like, we had been wondering, like, okay, why did they introduce this like fucking kind of seventh rangery type powerful character? Like, the, he showed up in an episode, and then. He just kind of didn't show up again for, like, another ten episodes or whatever. Like, the whole, through all that Gold Ranger stuff, we never fucking saw him. Like, where did he go? And I guess this is where we find out why they never called him. Because he fucking sucks. He gets <laughs> dunked on immediately. Shit. Like, he's, I guess he's powerful in his big form. But, like, he's not doing that. Because when he gets to his big form later, that just ends the fight. But, like, right now, he's just... He's just eating shit. He's just the worst. Yeah, he doesn't need a Zord to do it. He can just do it. Like, why yeah. doesn't he? He doesn't work for Zordon. He has no, like, don't escalate, blah, blah, blah. No, like, he could just, just get big and step on him. Just do it. I want to point out again that the, he has not shown up in, let's see, since episode 38. This is episode 45. So it's been seven episodes. This is his second of three appearances Fuck. in the entire series. <laughs> he shows up three times, and in this one, he gets his shit wrecked immediately. So You know what? Like, when he first showed up and you told me he only showed up three times, I was like, well, that's a shame. They really should use him more. I've turned around. I'm like, you know what? Three's enough. <laughs> his voice is fun. I like that he's like, oh, like that kind of, you know. I mean, he's, he's not as fun as fucking Ninjor, though. No, he's not as fun as Ninjor, but I do like him. But yeah, he just gets his ass kicked immediately. <laughs> like, he shows um, up. First, e- first episode he's in, he's tricked by a child. Second episode, yes, that is in, true. He just gets completely fucked up. <laughs> What's going to happen in yeah. the third episode? <laughs> like, here's the thing. They Ninja gets tricked and dunked on a bunch of times. He gets kidnapped for most of his time in the show in season three, but he's still a lovable goof the whole time just and, because and, like nothing gets yeah. his spirits down. And also when he fights, he kicks ass like he's yeah. really good. And yeah, he gets yes. really angry about evil and then he transforms. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is like when Ninja is down, he's just like, Grr, you villains, you'll never get away with this. When Aura goes down, he's just like, oh, Catherine, just leave me here. I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm just going to die now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he loses, uh, and, uh, just save Gasket, yourself. Gasket, sell, Gasket yells, you look more like Auric the Conquered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get him. I'm funny. <laughs> it's I mean, very bad. it's not a good okay, line. He also says, they're no match for Auric the Conqueror after just getting his shit kicked and then immediately gets his shit kicked again. <laughs> <laughs> the thing of it is, Gasket is not a very good, like, Villain, really? No, he sucks. But like, he's still like, like he's still in a position to dunk on Oric. He's better than Oric. <laughs> well, I think that's fun, but he's not good at being a villain. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, he she's gotta survive alone against uh, Gasket and Arturina. Uh, Alpha says he might have found a um uh, a frequency that will allow him to contact the Rangers. Um, the the other rangers finally get beeps on their communicators, uh, and they're able to talk to to Zordon, who says, "Adjust your communications to this frequency." 
which they do, and then he just talks to them like he already was to tell them to just to, to change to that frequency. But okay, fine. Oh, wait, they're going Whatever. through tunnels here. So yeah. there's like there's there's not just one room. There's like a whole mine no, shaft. These are the stone dungeons. Yeah, that's true. The stone dungeons. So they get this, teleported. This is where finally. the blood diamond mines were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they get teleported out. Um, they can't find Jason. Uh, Alpha does say we. I can't find a frequency that will reach his communicator. Again, Jason is not in the magic dungeon. He was just in a room in a house. So whatever, fine. They can't reach the victim room. Everyone in there is supposed to be dead. You yeah. know what? And what you if know Jason's what? like, I can't answer this. I'm dead. <laughs> what if? What if Jason is just like, you know what? I'm just. I'm just fucking checked out today. This yeah. is a stupid mystery. I'm just turning my computer communicator off. Like they can just do it without me, just this mm-hmm. once. Just I don't fucking care. I'm just gonna I'm like sure that, I'm I sure got that this orc the conqueror guy could help. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm gonna take my giant hat. I'm gonna just take the brim and I'm just gonna pull it down over my eyes and I'm gonna take, <laughs> take a, nap a nap until yeah until this fucking murder game is done. I don't care. Uh, so they all teleport in. Um, and they're about to get dunked on immediately, and then Auric puts a shield over them, uh, to protect them. No, actually, them. that's, that's Tommy that does that. He says, like, Zeo shield or something like that. Oh, does he? Okay. Which is just something so he you just... can do, I guess. <laughs> that Listen, classic move. <laughs> I feel like we've maybe seen the shield one other time. I don't like, remember. You might be right, Rangers... but I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, P- Power Rangers definitely doesn't use all the, the Sentai footage, and sometimes they forget what they have and haven't used, so they'll just be like, look at this move they've always been able to do. Uh, yeah. But yeah. And that's um, not even the, the only instance of that, because I they do a move next that I know we've seen exactly one other time, and that's all of the rangers fucking jump into the air and start fucking Sonic the Hedgehog spin dashing. And they, yeah. just, actually, sort of, they just sort of... Go at the guy and he explodes. I actually think they did that a couple times towards the beginning of the season, but yeah. yeah they, they I'm sorry. I, I just started laughing because I got to the part where, where Tommy's like, oh, they really got Oric good, didn't they? It's like, yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> so so he blows up, but then he um, uh, immediately gets uh, bigified uh, by Clank. And biggin. And, and biggin. Uh, they make the Super uh, Zeo and Megazord. I love that that's like, actually considered a word now, when the whole joke of it on The Simpsons was that it wasn't. That and Cromulent, like, right? Cromulent. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. know that was a Simpsons thing. I, I, The last time I saw that was in Miss Marvel, because she says that when she gets big. Yeah, yeah. She she says, it's kind of the same thing with like that, uh, that like, I forget what it is, that word for like a part of a Stegosaurus that was named after a far side strip, or again, the whole joke was that it was a made-up word. Oh, but then people just the, started the, using it. Yeah, uh, I think I know what you're talking about. So yeah, we get the Super Zeo Megazord. Um, they f- there's a little bit of a fight for a little while. They cut the shield in half. Uh, they call uh, Tackle Boy down. Uh, which Hell is yeah, Tackle Boy! Oh, I just uh, sorry, I just caught this uh, fucking nuclear raider, whatever his name is. When he gets big, his spear suddenly has like tassels on it. Well, yes. I think it's because this yeah. is the Sentai suit, as yeah. opposed to yeah. like the it's American a, suit, because it even has a different color. Like it looks more like silvery than gold. It looks kind of golder before. Okay. Um. So they hit him with Tackle Boy, uh, and he he just kind of does he go down? 
No, he doesn't, because he's not quite dead. And like, oh, we really need pure Midas. And then Oryx's like, I can do something now. <laughs> and yeah. he kills that. You soften him up with your tackle boy tackle powers. <laughs> now I can use my sword. Oryx gets huge, and then he just uses his big sword and cuts that dude in half. And he just dies, and that's fine. It's it's fine. I'm um, going to go... Listen, listen... <laughs> Technically, Oric landed the final blow. I'm going to give credit for the kill to Tackle Boy because I like Tackle Boy. I think this yeah, guy like- had like one more HP left and Oric just takes the kill. <laughs> yeah, this, this, is, this, is, this is a kill steal right here. Uh, there's a weird bit where, uh, where Archerina is like, Cat has made a dangerous enemy this day. And I'm like, and wait, so before you didn't care, I guess? Yeah, you were you already enemies. enemies. What already? the fuck? <laughs> Uh, so, anyway, um... <laughs> I do, I do like show. that bit where Archerina's like, that Catherine won't make a fool out of me, and, and Gasket's like, well, at the risk of stating the obvious, hun, she just did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, um, I mean, he's sleeping on the couch tonight. Yes. So, uh, they, they finally go back to the mansion and reunite with, uh, Bulk, Skull, and Jason. And Jason's hat. Jason and Jason's hat, and they say, "Oh, uh, did anyone solve the mystery?" Um, and they're like, "No." Uh, and then Cat's like, "Oh, well, I found this letter under this uh, this silver platter here." Uh, and that, I guess was the- just there the whole time. Like, here's the thing this this whole game that Lieutenant Stone set up, sorry, Detective Stone, like I guess would have been solved in five seconds if anyone had thought to look under the dish. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Detective Stone's been waiting, like, behind a painting, just like, why won't any of them look at the letter? It's right there! Come on, guys. Come on, guys. It was step one. Like, you were, like, it was supposed to reveal that it was me, and then you were like, wait a minute, what's the crime? And it was going to unravel this whole conspiracy, and, like, y'all were going to, like, we were going to spend the whole evening getting deeper into the bottom of this thing. Like, there were going to be layers to this shit. Mysteries on top of mysteries on top of mysteries, but, like, I guess I just had to throw in the towel because it took you, like, two hours to be like, maybe I should check under things. I can't <laughs> yeah. even believe you kids. It's, it's either that or Detective Stone was watching all this and was like, fuck, it's taking them so goddamn long. And then when when Jason, Bulk, and Skull were not in the room and Cat had been whisked away by Archerina, he just like walks in there and puts it under there real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like what that implies that he saw like Archerina show up and challenge Cat to combat and Cat morph and teleport away and he was just like, Oh, I gotta keep the game going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so she opens it and it says Detective Stone, and then Detective Stone fucking materializes, and he's like, "Yep, Detective Stone." And you guys didn't go in my glue, my glow room, did you? <laughs> he's like, "I there. did it." And then yeah. Bulket Skull get like really understandably confused, and he's like, "I did." I is like, it's like I always tell you guys, it's who you least expect. Yes, but here's the thing. Uh, if, if, what did you do? What was what was, was the crime? What are you the culprit of? This doesn't mean like 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 okay. This is the equivalent because he the, the the crime is apparently he disappeared, right? That's apparently yes. the crime. That's like if someone showed up to a emergency party and like play shot themselves in the head, and that was like figure out who killed me. <laughs> like, if if this is a detective story, if we're really getting deep into the role play, like okay, you've solved the. You've solved the mystery. You've solved the crime. The police are going to show up and they're going to take the perpetrator away. On what grounds are they taking him away? What did he do? 
<laughs> what mystery did you solve? What was there a thing? What did we not know that we understand now? What what brilliant piece of piece of information put the whole puzzle together and we can reflect back on everything that's happened and go back through it step by step with this new knowledge and like now we understand that everything it's all coming together like what the fuck? There's nothing. Like there was the letter with his name on it. That was the clue. Like it listen, folks. It's Power Rangers. This is a show for babies. <laughs> but this this episode falls apart under any scrutiny whatsoever. We don't like any at yeah, all. It's so stupid. There, there's so so. The other thing is, first of all, Eric, please put in the part where he, uh, Bulk says, uh, "You done it," and then Detective Stone says, "I done it," because it's very funny to me. I like it very much. But yeah, he again, he's just trying to impart the lesson that it should always be the person you least suspect, which. Granted, com- compared to modern police work, where they just blame it on the people they already expect it to be, okay, fine. But it, it's not, like, always that way. You can't just apply that to all situations and be like, yep, it's always the person that I least suspect. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You done it? I done it. Who done it? <laughs> he done it. <laughs> I forget it. But yeah, so that that's pretty much it. Like there is one great outtake where uh Skull's actor accidentally calls Detective Stone a lieutenant again. He's like, "Wait a minute, he's a detective now, not a lieutenant." A mistake that we've fallen into numerous times in I the mean, same episode in this We did podcast. it this episode, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's a fun episode. It's really stupid. It's like it's stupid in a fun way though. <laughs> I really don't think that the people writing it knew what a murder mystery was. Like, they don't know it, what a mystery is. <laughs> period. No. They don't know what clues are. <laughs> they don't they don't understand like they wrote an episode about a mystery game. They don't understand mysteries or games. Yeah. So so it's real silly. Um next week I previously, I think I tweeted on, about an episode I missed that I thought was this episode. Uh, the next episode is the musical episode where where Tanya and Tommy have to sing all their lines. Actually, and, for real yes. this time? Wow, okay. And uh, it's bad. <laughs> I'm so excited. But, uh, I'm, but yeah. I'm pretty thrilled, too, because like, we know that Tanya's actress can sing. Like We know that yeah, she's, she's good fine. at that. That's that's not but, the problem. <laughs> oh boy, Jason David Frank singing though. Oh boy, oh boy. I mean, he looks like a Christian rock singer, so maybe he can do it. <laughs> oh god, he really does. Uh, man. Uh, do, you, so, do you think he's you know? Do you think he's got a garage band named Didn't Tap? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> quick, quick plug. Uh, uh, we're gonna do plugs later, but just so I, before I forget. Luke and Ashley started a, a VeggieTales podcast that you can find on um, AudioEntropy.com. Uh, it's not called Ve- – I can't remember the name. I'll it's look it up. It's called, like, where, where is Pod when I'm scared, I think. Yes, that is correct. Yep, where and is what, Pod when I'm scared. What's great is, like, it's it's in the same feed. It's basically an extension of their Evangelion podcast. They were like, eh, these are both shows that have Christian iconography in them. What the fuck not? Right. Yeah, so the sure. reason I brought it – the reason I brought it up is because uh, for it, I was looking at – there's a VeggieTales CD that came out 
that's a bunch of songs from Veggie Tales redone by Christian rock groups. Hell yeah. And I oh, was looking God. at a bunch of Christian rock groups, and they all look like Tommy. All of them do. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very funny. Um, so that's it uh, for the episode. Uh, we're going to move into some questions. If you have a question, you can oh, send it yeah, to questions. us at Teens with Tude on Twitter. Teenagers with Attitude is the fa- Facebook group or Teens with Tude at gmail.com. Uh, the first one I've got here is uh, also it doesn't have to be a question. It can be a comment or a correction or something like that. If you know anything you want to tell us, please, God, uh, just correct us on stuff. For, We're so for, stupid. For example, uh, on Twitter, uh, oh God, I th- don't tell me. Oh fuck, I lost it. Okay, um, I'll do another one and then I'll, I'll come back. Uh, okay. Uh, one of my, one of our, our regular, uh, question aster, askers, uh, Ton asks, uh, and this is hilariously just very, very, uh, matches with the episode content, which is better, a Power Rangers team based on the six teams from Legends of the Hidden Temple, or a team based on the six characters from Clue? Hmm. Uh, if you want my actual answer, I think... Honestly, the the like what it's like purple parrots, silver. Yeah, the, the thing is, the thing is, the legend of the hidden temple. Like they're just multicolored animals right. to begin with, and we've gotten actual seasons like that. You could do that. That's easy. However, uh, and the idea of like someone who gets into a big robot that's shaped like Tim Curry makes me very very excited. <laughs> so I've got to go with that one. Um, I, 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 I think know. the Zords would be the murder weapons, like the candlestick and like. And a gun? Yeah. <laughs> just a gun? gun? I mean, they've done just that a before. realistic revolver. I feel like they've done it before where one of the Zords is just a weapon. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've done that. One of the Zords is just uh, a noose? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, bad idea. Um, okay, uh, so, so I just thought that was pretty funny. I think. I think. Um, if you honestly, like, I don't really think there's too much to do with Clue. Obviously, they have color connotations, but, like... Well, I, I think if they, if they like, okay, let's just say, like, legitimately, they make a Sentai based on Clue. They would probably just base the characters off of, like, the characters oh, in Clue in, like, an sure. abstract way. Like, okay, fair enough. That makes sense. It, yeah, yeah, and it would probably would... be, like... Probably they might be, have the like, same you know, names or like names that like allude to those characters' names and like yeah they'd be, they'd be kind of slant puns like Connie Mustard you know yeah yeah fair enough okay okay I gotcha but yeah I mean either of those would work as long as you got colors you can really do anything which but is I one do of the- think the clue thing is more interesting than the hidden temple stuff mostly because I don't know anything about hidden temple yeah well mostly because it would be different yeah like, obviously yeah. different yeah. from Any, other seasons e- even if you wanted like the even if you were like, okay, Legend of the Hidden Temple has to have like some kind of like jungle or ancient ruins motif, like they've also done that, you know? I'd be down for a murder mystery Sentai. They did like yeah, a Lupin Sentai, so why yeah, not? Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, Honestly, I'll be honest, like, as, as weird as like the whole cop thing makes everything, like, I really hope we get an adaptation of Lupin Ranger versus Pot Ranger. I really yeah, want to see I, I really Power Rangers like what I saw do a that. spin on like 
two Power Rangers teams that are at odds with each yeah, other. I mean, we talk about the cop stuff in, in Power Rangers a lot, and I'm it, it And by like, God we'll keep doing that for a yes, long time. We but. won't stop. And to be real, like I do have an issue. It's hard for me to be like, yep, that's the good guys, but I can put it aside when it's kids media and it's like these are the good guys. Okay, fine. I don't you know, there, there's a suspension of disbelief that I can. Yeah, do. you're already asking it's me fine. to believe in like sci-fi and alien <laughs> bullshit, whatever. <laughs> so, so it really doesn't. But like, I love SPD, and SPD. If you look at it on the surface, like they literally are told, like if you point this at someone and it makes a specific noise, that means they're guilty. End of story. That's fucked up. <laughs> but you know, I like it anyway because it's a fun Sentai series. It's, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so I hope they do that too. I agree. Uh, Nick from Facebook writes in to inform us, uh, loosely based on the fact that Rocky once uh, famously said uh, he likes books about Viking times. Um, <laughs> apparently, one of the very popular subgenres of romance novels is Vikings, which. I knew that there were like a bunch of, uh, um, you know, there's like, there's like cowboy romance novels and like, uh, fantasy romance novels and all this kind of stuff. I did not know that there was a, a big subgenre of Viking romance novels. Specifically, what? what, go ahead. I'm gonna throw it out there. I don't think the writers knew about that either. <laughs> no, I don't think so either, but it's just something he wanted to inform us of, and I'm glad he did. because yeah, yeah, I want it's to, interesting to know. Because I want to tell all of you that there is a series of books uh, by a woman named Sandra Hill. Uh, they are New York Times bestselling novels uh, about uh, called the Deadly Angels series, uh, and they are about a Viking vampire angel... Uh, who okay. has sex with a lot of women and also time travels. Um, and Sounds like something the, Rocky would like. And the first book is called The Angel War Fangs, which is the funniest shit I've ever heard in my whole goddamn life. That's a fake book. That's a book no, it's of a television it's- show. <laughs> Like, I yeah, thought you were going to talk well, about Outlander. <laughs> you, like, here's the thing. Like, you could cross over, like, two things, and I'll believe that you're trying to be serious. You mishmash three things. Actually, four things. Time-traveling angel, Viking vampire. Dude, like, that's, 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 like, that's, it's like a 12th grader saying, like, yeah, it's a ro- robot zombie pirate ghost. Like, I was going to say, it's like Axe Cough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... I mean, listen, not, I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. I bet they're, like, those. they're probably, like, goofy and sexy. Like, they're probably a lot of fun. Like, you know, like, there's, like I'm sure the people who in, enjoy that shit enjoy it, you know, genuinely. But, like, fucking I'm what? S- I'm sorry. Can I read, can I read the, the synopsis of this book to you, please? Please, please do. do. <laughs> Once guilty of the deadly sin of gluttony... Thousand-year-old Viking vampire angel. Okay, his first name is spelled C-N-U-T. And I'm not going to try to say that. Excuse me? Knut? Knut, I guess. Knut? C-N-U-T. Is now a lean, mean, vampire devil fighting machine. 
His new side job? No biggie. Just ridding the world of a threat called ISIS while keeping evil Uh. demon vampires at bay. Now, hold on. This is a romance novel, and we haven't gotten to that part yet. So wait, is when, this is this ISIS like the actual ISIS, or yeah, is this Ice, a different yes, ISIS? ISIS? No, is that this one. Egyptian god ISIS? No, I hope this it's is Egyptian. The te- it's not. It's the terrorist organization. Fuck um, off. So when Chef Andrea Stewart hires him to rescue her sister from a cult recruiting terrorists at a Montana dude ranch. The angel turns cowboy. Yeehaw. That's it. I'm done. Wait, I want to leave. He's a Viking. <laughs> he's also a cowboy? Yeah, now he's also a cowboy. <laughs> so I, I want to read this book now. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do too. <laughs> I just, just the, the way that's written is, is so like, it sounds so jokey, the summary, but it like... <sighs> What's that? What's that guy who makes all those books? That's like I fucked the the, uh, the Chuck Bigfoot Tingle. Chuck. It sounds like a Chuck Tingle book. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um. Anyway, so thank you for informing me of those books. My I'm life very is a happy. little bit brighter today. <laughs> I'm very happy. I know about them now. Um. And then uh, I've got one more. Uh. Let's see. Oh no, I've lost. Uh. Dang it. Tingled in the butt by Jason's giant hat. <laughs> Love it. Print it. No, don't print it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Okay, well, I can't find it. Why don't we uh, start doing plugs uh, here, uh, Mike? Is there anything you want to plug? Um, you know what? I, I've plugged them before, but uh, Snapcube on YouTube has done another real-time dub. This one of the Resident Evil Two remake. And it is, once again, the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, I also want to go ahead and throw out a plug to another YouTuber, our buddy uh, Greg, Greg, uh, yes. as he has sometimes been known on here, uh, at Pop Arena. Uh, he uh, just, you know, sh- show him some support. He's been running into some weird YouTube shit, you know. Yes, throw him, please. Throw him some support on Patreon or something. He does good work. Nicknacks yeah, is like, great. I, it, Goosebumps a, is great. He does really good work on that on that YouTube channel. So like, if you're that, like they're really informative and he has a lot of research, like it's, it's both funny and super interesting. The stuff that he does. Cool. Uh, Emily, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter at this is emeralds and, um, you can find me on there. Uh, I'm doing commissions for the month of October. Uh, it's a it's a steady rate, fifteen dollars USD, and I'll draw you like a Halloween style picture to use as like a Twitter yeah. avatar, or just if you want a picture of like some your character or you in some kind of spooky getup. Like, give Emily your yeah. money, do it, please. And I mean, hell, even, I if, even if Halloween's over, <laughs> even, even if Halloween's over, like because this, you well, know, we're good. I was this, this episode's about... gonna go out in like two weeks. Just commissioner. I was thinking about um, doing like uh, if, if this is successful, like doing like uh, Christmas stuff too. Yeah, so there you go. We'll see, um, Cassie, is there anything you want to plug? I'm on Twitter at definitely exists. That's me. There you go. Do it. Follow us all. It's fun. Um, I found what I was looking for. I will uh, ask if y'all want to do it or leave it for next week. Someone sent us in 
a, a Pokemon team made of Mortal Kombat characters because we asked people to do that for some reason. Please, this, yes, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> okay. Um, so we said no. Uh, I think we said none of the colored ninjas. We got one here, but so I, well, I'll count I, we it. Said, That's we fine. Said, we said one at most. Okay, so we've got Smoke, which I'm going to try to give uh, typings... And I don't really know. I what actually smoke like the pick of smoke because the reason for the ninja uh, restriction is they're all just basically the elements anyway. Sure. So, so it gives like it's like yeah, oh, I picked rain. They're a water Pokemon, <laughs> but like okay, smoke's a good pick though. I guess I smoke like would be like dark type maybe because dark's a type could now be dark for some reason. Or ghost. I, I feel like you Cybot's do, the dark type. You I, could do fire. I would think almost normal. Normal type? Actually, I don't know anything about Mortal Kombat. Well, he's got smoke powers. That's all you need to know. His name's yeah. Smoke. It's pretty, like, Mortal Kombat's not complicated. Well, I guess it's smoke powers fire <laughs> I mean, it can be complicated, but, like... Are smoke powers fire based, or are they No, just... they're smoke. They're, they're not, no, like, like, infamous, where like, it's, like... Like, Scor- Scorpion smoke and stuff. That kind yeah. of thing. Scorpion is the fire ninja, so, yeah. like... Smoke yeah, I feel like smoke is just smoke. Maybe, like, normal... Scorpion's the only one who's, like, uh, not an element straight up, like... I am, well, it's but weird. like I'm not named after an element. Yeah, yeah. it's weird because Scorpion has fire powers, but mostly he's a skeleton man. Like that's his main thing. Is he's and a skeleton? And also, he's called Scorpion because he's got a grappling hook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would think I mean, Smoke so, would be like some of them normal. Like you know, like 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 if if any of them are just normal type, I think it might be reptile. See, he doesn't Smoke's, have any elements. He just spins poison stuff. type. Yeah, reptile might uh, be poison because yeah, acid true. is sometimes Smoke's normal poison. Flying. Which he's the Pidgey. He's normal flying. Normal flying. Smoke's yeah, the Pidgey. Okay. okay. Sure. I could see it as normal uh, could, flying or dark flying. We've, yeah. we've got Katana. Uh, so I think Katana. Katana might actually have some flying in there too. Uh, flying since she's steel. got like. Bef- before we move on, which Mortal Kombat ninja would best fit the fairy type? Rain, probably. Is so that Rain he's purple? No, is that, well, yeah, I was about to say, is that just because he's purple? Well, or? Rain <laughs> has like some mystic powers. Like he does have uh, water, but he also has like weird, like he's half god, and he's got a bunch of like mysticism going around about the, him in a way that yeah. most other ones don't. The, the fairy type that I would like, not one of the ninjas, but like Nightwolf is associated with the moon. And fairy sure. types are often associated with the moon. Yeah, cliff so, fairy like, and stuff like that. That character sure. I could see, but anyways, what were we? What were we talk like the next character? Katana. And we said Kay. I said flying steel. Steel flying makes sense because she has fan lift. She like fly, shoots you up into the air, and then she's got fans which she stabs you with. So that works for me. Okay. Uh, Goro is probably just straight fighting because he's basically yeah. he's he's, he's basically machoke or yeah. Yeah. Or Machamp, sorry, yes. Machamp, yeah. Uh, Liu Kang is fighting fire. He's basically combust. Oh, my combu- favorite combuskin. type. I yeah. love fighting fire. I'm the only I one in the like, world who loves fighting fire. <laughs> I feel like outside of, like, just really, really obviously just, like, just fighting, like, types like Goro, we should leave fighting out of them because all of the characters fight. He could be dragon fire. He has some dragon Yeah, moves I like that. Okay, a, yeah. That'll an work. association. Uh, we've got Shang Tsung. Who I think would probably be psychic and yeah, psychic else? type makes sense. He he does all that like stealing, soul stealing your soul stuff. stuff. Yeah, he imitates people. He has illusions. Like yeah, that's a psychic type. He's 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 got he's got Mewtwo vibes. Yeah, he might be straight psychic actually. Uh, and then Johnny Cage, who would probably 
So he's got like force balls, like they're just little like. Okay, he could be fairy uh, type I, or I dark. I don't know my answer, but my answer depends on your answer to this question. What type is Mister Mime? Psychic fairy. <laughs> psychic Mr. fairy. Mr. Mime is psychic fairy. Okay, then that's Johnny Cage. I actually <laughs> think Johnny Cage would be fairy type because, weirdly, in the lore, his whole thing is that he's like his family has like god killer blood. And fairy type is often like the 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 type that brings down like the big big boss type characters. Well, yeah, so, it, hey, it's a, it's fine. a fairy's good against dragon and dark and like yeah, fighting. It's, it's good and, against all the evil stuff. Yeah, right. So actually, yeah, Johnny Cage is fairy type. There the you go. The only reason I, I think he is fairy type, but the only reason I would say dark is because a lot of his movies are called shadow something. But shadow no, he's kick. definitely he's definitely fairy. Type. He could be fairy dark. He could be fairy dark. Fairy but I dark. think he's just fairy type. Okay. What was what did you say the other half of Mr. Mime was besides fairy? Fairy psychic. psychic. So, yeah, psychic doesn't really fit. Okay, yeah, just straight fairy. I think is what we're gonna go with. I like. I also like this because uh, old man Johnny Cage would be like, "That's fine," and young Johnny Cage would be a shit about it. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I thank you for sending that in. That was from uh, at Borling Core on Twitter. Very appreciative of that. Uh, I, I always like to be able to mix my dumb bullshit together, so that's fun. <laughs> uh, for my plug, just check me out at Chinchy McChill on Twitter. Go check out uh, Luke and Ashley's new VeggieTales podcast. Yeah, AudioEntropy.com to check that stuff out. Uh, actually, uh, also at AudioEntropy on the Twitter, both because like following the Twitter there is a good way to know like what podcasts from around the network are coming out when, but also... Uh, the pinned tweet there is a link to our community Discord. Get on in there, hang out with us, hang out with other listeners, chat. We have a we have a billboard channel where if you've got something that you want to plug, if you make a, a YouTube or a podcast, or maybe you're an artist and you think that some of the folks who like our stuff might also like your stuff, get in there and and post that there link. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, so that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, come back next week and we'll subject you to some horrible singing, I'm sure. Uh, so for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Zach. I've been Emily. I've been Cassie. And I've been Jason's big, dumb, fucking stupid yellow hat. <laughs> <laughs> May the power protect you always. Always.